Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is yours, Ryan Coyle. Back for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week, here from Beef Up Front on PickSwap Media. A little different look this week due to some scheduling issues with some travel. It will only be me on the show today as Kevin is on vacation this week in Florida. Uh, but he did text me over his picks as well as his best bet and upset special. So I'll still be giving those out along with my picks and analysis. Uh, to recap last week, I went disappointing week, worst week in a while, 4-12-1, and 0-2 on my upset and my best bet with the Patriots losing to the Bengals as my upset and the best bet of my par- par- parlay of plus 225 odds of Steelers money line that hit, but the Broncos under 36 and a half did not. So a poor week, but looking to bounce back this week. Kev, you had a great week going 10-6-1, and 1-1 one, one and one with your upset picks and upset special with the upset pick hitting with the Packers over the Dolphins, and then the best bet of Browns minus 2.5 did not hit. But uh, looking for, for me to get back on track this week and Kev to continue his hot winning ways. Second to last week of the regular season, a bunch of big-time games that will impact not only division winners, but wildcard teams as well. So let's get right into it. We start this week on Sunday. With the six and nine Panthers at the seven and eight Bucks, goes to show you how weak the NFC South has been this year. That this is making the big five games of the week come week seventeen. But this is a one o'clock kickoff on Fox. Bucks are minus three favorites in this one. Over under is forty. Kevin's projection for this game is he's going to go Bucks seventeen, Panthers sixteen. So he's going to take the Panthers plus three and under forty there. I'm going to go Bucks twenty one, Panthers twenty. So I'll take Panthers plus three and the over of forty there. Um, after everything that we've kind of seen that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have gone through this season between Brady's off the field stuff, the on the field injuries, the lack of chemistry, it seems like with guys at times, um, here are the Bucs with a chance with a home game against a, a Panthers team that has been playing pretty well recently, but a chance to beat this six and nine Panthers team, win the division and make the playoffs and host a playoff game. And if you're Tom Brady and the Bucs, all you want to do is get in and just have a chance. There's still a lot of talent there on that, on that team. All you got to do is kind of put it together for a few weeks, and, and who knows, see what happens. But it really seems like watching the Bucks just because they're on TV so much, they always seemingly do their damage. The first drive of the game, when they have those scripted plays, they seem to be able to move it right down the field. It doesn't always result in a touchdown, but at least get in a field goal. When they play in prime time, that kind of seems, seems what they do. Or it's the end of the half or end of the game when they're going up tempo is when they're able to kind of move move the ball with ease. Um, so it, it it's kind of mind boggling how they don't seem to just run up tempo all the time. I know it's a lot of time it's because it's like prevent coverage and stuff, and that's why you're able to think and dunk your way down the field. But that's like really the only times that it seems like they're able to move the ball. So uh, I'm kind of expecting them to do that a little bit more over these next few weeks and maybe into the playoffs if they make it. But who knows? Um, on the Panthers side, though, Sam Darnold has done really well since taking over. He's got the Panthers right here in the mix for the NFC title as well. I believe if they win these next two, it would put them in as the NFC South champ. Since taking over, though, Sam Darnold has not thrown an interception in his four starts. That was his major flaw in New York and kind of the reason why he failed there. Um, he's going to need to continue that style of play to win this game. And I think we might see the old Darnold, though, in this matchup against a Bucks defense that is still a pretty strong unit. I think he's due for one of those poor games and turn it over a couple of times. I think this is a, a close back and forth game, though, as the Bucs haven't been able to put away anyone on year all year. But Darnold, I think, commits a costly turnover late that's going to lead to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers getting the ball back and going down the field and getting some points to win this one. So I'll go Bucks 21, Panthers 20. So Panthers plus three over 40. Kev's got the 
Uh, real quick again, the Bucks to win, Panthers to cover, and the under hitting. Second game of the week, we have the seven and eight Jets at the seven and eight Seahawks. Four oh five kick on Fox. Jets are one and a half point favorite over under a 42 and a half. Kev's going with the Jets here. 24-17. So he's going to take Jets minus one and a half and under 42 and a half there. I'm going to go with the Jets as well. I'm going to take him 23-20. So Jets minus one and a half over 42 and a half there. Um, both of these squads started out the year red hot. Each started out six and three, but only going one and five each since. Uh, neither team seems to have a direction going forward as well as the quarterback position. It seemed like Geno Smith might have been the guy and there was talks about maybe like a premature extension maybe the Seahawks are glad that that framework of that deal never kind of got put in place because he's been struggling with the Seahawks these past few weeks Uh, but both these teams have really drafted well especially last year's class and they have some young studs all over the place I think these two teams are really headed in the right direction now they just got to get the quarterback right it seems like that's what the Jets problem has been forever now Um, sure making the playoffs is nice if you're either one of these teams who came into the year with neither of them having playoff expectations. But both of these teams, I think, if they make it, unless the Jets have a superb defensive game, uh, I think both of these teams will, will be one and done. So losing these last two games I don't think would be the worst thing in the world to enhance their draft position. But I'm going to take the Jets here in this one with Mike White back in the lineup, Zach Wilson back to the bench. I was at that game, Jets-Jaguars, last week, and there was open receivers all over the place and chances to make plays. And Wilson, as well as when Chris Streveler came in, they just couldn't seem to convert these open throws. Missed a few, like, walk-in touchdowns, it looked like, as well. Left that high-level defense for the Jets out to dry all week. So, I think Geno's magic on the on the Seahawks side is worn off as well. And I think their only hope to win this game is if Kenneth Walker has a, a really big day or Mike White cost, uh, cost the Jets on offense, turning it over multiple times. I think White comes in for the Jets, provides a spark to that offense, and helps them pull out a close road victory here. Keep their playoff hopes alive. But like I said, if either one of these teams loses this game, well, whoever loses this game, and then I I think they would hope to lose it next week as well because they're just going to get a, a better draft position and put themselves in better position going forward. I think they're both one and done. But I know any anytime you make the playoffs, that's a, a really good accomplishment. Uh, but I just think both these teams have one and done written all over it. So now we go to the third game of the week. We have the 12 and three Vikings at the seven and eight Packers 425 kick on CBS Packers minus three and a half over under 48 and a half. Kev's going to go Packers 23 Vikings 21. So he'll take Vikings plus three and a half under 48 and a half here. I'll go with the Vikings here, actually, excuse me, 27, 23. So I'll take Vikings plus three and a half with the over of 48 and a half steamingly once again Vikings back on the show and we're talking about them escaping last week with a narrow victory um, and then coming into the next week as disrespected against the spread again um, beat the Giants last week on that last second field goal and then now they're here they are 12 and three is three and a half point underdogs to the Packers who I, I still don't think are good here comes like all the commotion we're gonna see it all week leading up to this game that Packers are back at 7-8, and eight. Aaron Rodgers running the table, blah, blah, blah. But if you watch the game on Christmas, Aaron Rodgers missed a couple walk-in touchdowns. Christian Watson specifically on like a 45-yard post. Still missing guys, and a concussed Tua that we, that we found out about turned the ball over just enough times for the Packers to squeak out a win. The Dolphins had the ball with a chance to go down the field and score. Tua's healthy. Who knows if he's throwing all those interceptions, but he looked pretty good against the Packers in the first half last week, so... Uh, I don't. I still don't think that the Packers are good. They do have the momentum on their side in this one, but still a flawed team. And watching them in these last few weeks, they really struggle in the red zone. 
And with guys like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and this emergence of Christian Watson, I think you'd be able to get the ball into these playmakers' hands a little bit more creatively. They've really struggled down there. Um, and they don't use Aaron Jones enough. He's a top 10 running back easily in the NFL, and I just don't think he gets enough touches. I'm not going to pick against a Vikings team who just seemingly finds ways to win each and every week. Um, as, as I said earlier, I don't believe the Packers are a very good team, and I think the Vikings are just going to find a way to win again. I'm not going to pick them to cover because it seems like every game is cl uh, close. Or, excuse me, I am picking them to cover uh, with the Packers being favored. I'm used to the Vikings being disrespected, but – the, the Vikings, I, I just think, find a way to win every game. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close, narrow game uh, with them winning 27-23. I do like the over in this one, uh, but I think this is a game that puts all this Packers commotion and Aaron Rodgers being a dark horse. Uh, Aaron Rodgers leading this Packers team to like a dark horse uh, NFC title run. I think that all gets put to rest this week. I think the Vikings find a way to go beat the Packers. Even though the Vikings have the North clinched up, they're still – playing for that number two overall seed. So I I think they're going to be full force in this one and trying to keep Packers out of the playoffs uh, because if the Packers do make it in and the Vikings find a way to that two seed, these two teams could be matching up again in the playoffs. So give me Vikings in this one. We go to Sunday night football now, AFC North battle. My opinion, and this is coming from an Eagles fan with Eagles-Cowboys, I think this is the best rivalry in the NFL. Uh Steelers at seven and eight at the Ravens ten and five eight twenty p.m. Sunday Night Football on NBC. Ravens are four point favorites here over under thirty six and a half. Kevin's going to take the Ravens to win as well seventeen thirteen. So he's going with the push there and then under thirty six and a half. I'm going seventeen fourteen Ravens just because I don't like to take the push. So I'll go Steelers plus four under thirty six and a half. But the Ravens still winning. They like said best rivalry in the NFL in my opinion. This is the one I think I grew up watching the most on like Sunday Night Football. These two teams seemingly. Always are in a real tight battle and just go back and forth at each other. And the Ravens got the best of them on the road the first time around. Steelers, though, are playing their best ball of the season, still remain alive for the playoffs, have kind of found some new life over these past few weeks. They're still alive in the playoff hunt after that comeback win against the Raiders last week. It doesn't appear that Lamar's going to be back for the Ravens, as I think they're banking it on Tyler Huntley hopefully getting them a, another narrow victory and a low-scoring game on the back of that defense, and then hopefully having Lamar back, rested, healthy, with his knee fresh and ready to go for a chance to defeat the Bengals and win the AFC North title last week and get that home playoff game. Whoever winds up winning this game, though, I do expect it to be a low-scoring affair and model that 16-14 victory we saw the Ravens have a few weeks ago. I think the Ravens' defense has really taken a big step with Lamar out of the lineup. They know they have to carry this team. And come playoff time, a healthy, a healthy – excuse me, hopefully healthy and fresh Lamar Jackson coming off that knee injury, if he is able to return, I think they could be the dark horse team out of the AFC. Even if they do wind up being a wild card, no one's going to want to play them. And Lamar's going to have fresh legs. I know he's coming off a knee injury, but he's gotten several weeks of rest now on those legs. They're going to just be running him full force, I think. So I think that they have a real good chance to represent the AFC if they're able to get Lamar back with this defense, just that unique style of play that they bring to the table. Um, shout out to Mike Tomlin, though, for rallying this banged up and not very talented Steelers team in my eyes to this point. Still a shot to make the playoffs and keep that kind of 500 uh, record that, that he seems seemingly always is above. So shout out to Steelers, but I just don't think they have enough this week. I think we see a classic Justin Tucker game-winning field goal. So give me Ravens 17, Steelers 14, Steelers plus four, under 36 and a half. And now for the fifth and final game of the week, we go to Monday Night Football. Kev's going to go. 
uh, between the matchup of the 12 and three Bills at the 11 and four Bengals, 8:30 p.m. Monday Night Football. Bills minus one over 49 and a, over under 49 and a half. Kev's taking the Bengals 27, Bills 24, so he's going to go Bengals plus one and over 49 and a half as well. As me, I'm taking Bengals 28, Bills 24. Uh, so just a point difference there. Best Monday Night Football game in recent memory for me, though, seems like growing up and throughout high school and college, I used to watch every single primetime game. And the last year or so, I haven't just been watching as much. I just don't think the NFL product, especially in some of these primetime games, has been as good as we're used to seeing. I'm not sure why, because there's so many talented players, but there's been a lot of weak matchups if you just kind of look over the course of the season in primetime. But this one is one that I'm going to be all, all set for on my couch. I'm going to be Eyes go to the, to the screen for this whole game unless it turns into a blowout. Um, I think we very well could see these two teams meet up again in the playoffs and wouldn't be surprised to see either one of them in the Super Bowl or hoisting up that Super Bowl trophy come February. Um, I also think this is a big game just like mentality-wise for these two quarterbacks, two really very competitive and very talented guys who are kind of viewed as, I think, neck and neck behind Josh, uh, or excuse me, Patrick Mahomes as the top quarterback in the league. But I think the Bills and Josh Allen are a bit overrated in this one. And I think his turnovers are going to cost him come playoff time. He's second in the league with 13 interceptions, and he seems to just make them at careless times. And they're just not like, oh, this was a, a deep ball down the field and tight coverage. DB made a good play. It seems like a lot of times he's just throwing these bad passes, trying to force things, and, and he turns it over just at, at inopportune times. Joe Burrow, not much better. Tied for fifth in the league with 12 interceptions. But like I said, I think Allen's are a bit more reckless and he seems to turn it over more often in, in like crucial situations. I think that limits their chance for points. I think that's going to come back to haunt them come playoff time. Uh, I'm really excited, though, to watch these two teams battle it out Monday night. But with the Bengals being at home, I think Josh Allen makes one of those costly turnovers here, comes back to haunt them. Maybe a little bit of a uh, prelude, I guess you could say, to the playoffs and maybe what might hold them back. But this is a, a real pure coin flip for me here, but I'm going to go with the, the home team. So I'll go Bengals 28, Bills 24, so Bengals plus one over 49 and a half. All right, now we go to the best bet in the upset special now. Last week, like I said, I went 0-2 here. Kev went 1-1 after I went for four straight weeks with my underdog, so looking to get back on track here. Uh, but we'll start off with the best bet. My best bet, I'll go under 36 and a half in that Ravens Steelers game that I talked about earlier. Just two offenses with Lamar out and just the young guys and lack of experience kind of with the Steelers. Two offenses that aren't really moving the ball that well right now. They These two teams played a few weeks ago with 16-14. My prediction for this game is 17-14. Uh, I'm expecting just a low scoring physical defensive battle. Two really nice Defenses, especially the Ravens, with they've been playing recently, wouldn't surprise me at all if this was like a 10 7 type game. Just these two teams, so physical against each other, seemingly always just back and forth down to the wire. So I'll take under 36 and a half, real close game there, but we like the under um, hitting in that one. Kevin's best bet of the week, he's going to go with this line has already jumped to 10. He locked in at minus five and a half before I got a chance to record, but it was the San Francisco 49ers minus five and a half versus the Raiders. With their car uh, announced out for these last two weeks, the Raiders, it seems like, are going to be moving off of him. But 49ers there, minus five and a half. I'm not sure if you're able to get that still, but Kevin was able to get that and lock that in. That's his best bet. That line has since moved to, I believe, nine and a half or ten now. Now we go to the upset special. Kevin's going to go with the Patriots plus 105 versus the Dolphins. I think that line has moved as well since Tua got announced as concussion. 
So Kevin seemingly got a, a couple good lines or some value here, but who knows? The the Patriots are have also haven't been looking that hot over these past few weeks either. But he's going to take the Patriots over the Dolphins there with two and out out of the lineup. My upset special. There wasn't a lot on the board like this week, so this one was a, a kind of a close line. Uh, but I'll take the Browns at plus 105 over the Washington Commanders here. They're two point underdogs on the road. I know they got eliminated from the playoffs last week, but I still th- they don't have their first round pick this year due to the Deshaun Watson trade. So it's not like they're tanking for draft position. And I think they're trying to build some momentum going into next year. I know it might not mean much, but if you're able to win these next two games, kind of give Deshaun Watson some confidence going forward as your quarterback and uh, maybe like a little bit a little bit of a catapult into a stronger season next year when he's back for the whole year. Uh, I think that would be a big step in the right direction for the Browns. And then with the commanders bringing in Carson Wentz, uh, I just don't like betting, have, having a chance to bet on him. Uh, I'd rather fade him than take him at this point in his career. So Browns plus 105 there over the commanders, my upset special. But I'll do it for NFL Big Five games of the week, the Week 17 edition. Like I said, a little – Different show this week with Kevin on vacation, but thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week in full force for week 18 and then be heading into the playoffs. Thank you everyone who's been here along the ride. Uh, Please, as always, like, subscribe, share, and we will talk next week.